Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco, and these are some of the state headlines we're following. A new law took into effect this year requiring students to learn cursive. What was once considered a dying art is now considered a required learning in the state, like English and math. Under the new law, students must learn cursive in first through sixth grade. Some research suggests the instruction of cursive might bolster retention skills and brain development in children. And we have a state flower, a state tree, and even a state whale, but we don't have a state crustacean. A new bill introduced by Assemblymember Jim Wood would change that, establishing the Dungeness crab as the official state crustacean. This crab is a specialty and can be found up and down fishing ports in northern and central California. It's considered an essential part of the state's ecosystem and economy. And doctors are bracing for more COVID patients as people return to school and work after the holiday break. LAS senior health reporter Jackie Fortier has the latest data. Testing wastewater for coronavirus is the best metric we have to estimate how much virus is circulating. The level of coronavirus in L.A. County's wastewater has risen to about half of last winter's peak. That's up 13 percent from three weeks ago. Orange County pediatrician Eric Ball is seeing the highest number of kids testing positive with COVID in his practice since last winter. We don't have very high vaccine rates, so we don't have a lot of kids who have a lot of protection against COVID. We really have no medications to treat. COVID for children. So we do worry a little bit more when kids get COVID, especially kids who have not been vaccinated, because some of them do get quite ill. Babies six months and older can get vaccinated, and Ball says even though we're in the middle of a surge, it's not too late to get them immunized. Public health officials advise using rapid tests if you feel sick before returning to work and school, as cases are expected to rise. For The California Report, I'm Jackie Fortier in Los Angeles. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love. 
while also getting access to cool events, behind the scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. People are still struggling to find a place to live years after devastating wildfires rip through Butte County, a mostly rural area about two hours north of Sacramento. In the remote town of Berry Creek, many are living in RVs on the lots where houses once stood. But as North State Public Radio's Jamie Jiang reports, they face deadlines to rebuild their homes or move. Oh, Mackenzie, it's okay, my love. Here, give me, baby. Here, my baby. Donna Howell sits in a white plastic chair outside her RV, rocking her baby granddaughter. Just get it in there now. There you go, honey. She's beloved throughout her tight-knit community of Berry Creek, a mountain town nestled in the Plumas National Forest. The once lush green trees here are now charred black sticks that stretch as far as the eye can see. They're a reminder of when the deadly bear fire tore through the area in September of 2020. It uprooted nearly every resident, including Howell. After the fire, she lived at a friend's house and in her car before coming back. The RV she now calls home was donated to her. It's parked on a dirt lot she rents at the end of a long private road. It's the perfect size for me. It's it's um, roomy. I like it. It's home. Last fall, Howell was terrified the county would remove her RV. That's because an emergency ordinance that allowed her to live in it on the property was about to expire. I have nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. It used to be illegal in Butte County to live in an RV full-time outside of a mobile home park. But after recent wildfires, supervisors here and in other northern California counties passed temporary emergency ordinances to help people get back on their feet. When I met Howell, she and her neighbors were gearing up to fight for their ordinance to be extended. The last thing I need to do is stress over having to move again. Originally, they were supposed to move out by the end of last year. They can now stay until June of 2025. But RVs without utility hookups will be removed this summer. While RVs are a lifeline for Howell and many fire survivors, some community members have a problem with them. They say the ones without sewer hookups are unsanitary. Bill Connolly is a Butte County supervisor. And then there's a conflict with people that have rebuilt, and they don't want to live in a neighborhood of a bunch of campers. Meanwhile, others say governments could be supportive rather than legislate people out of their homes. Zachary Lamb is an assistant professor of city and regional planning at UC Berkeley. We should start from there, right? We should just start from the fact that, like, in a lot of parts of the state, this is what affordable housing looks like. Lamb says that could mean making waste disposal and clean water more accessible. He says RVs and mobile homes are a major source of affordable housing. If this is a way that a lot of people want to live and we decide that it's an acceptable way to live, then we need to provide the infrastructure to live safely and in a sanitary way. Over the last five years, Butte County has received disaster recovery grants to build about 3,000 new affordable housing units. But many of those units haven't been built yet, and only a handful will be located in rural, unincorporated areas. Many displaced fire survivors don't want to live in a city. That includes Donna Howell and her daughter, Misty McDivitt. I literally cry a lot. Like, I want to say almost every day. She also lived in an RV after the bear fire, but with three kids, she needed more space. 
the only affordable housing available was 30 minutes away in the city of Oroville. Meanwhile, her mom, Donna Howell, hopes she can spend the rest of her life in the RV. Howell has serious health problems and has already outlived her doctor's prognosis. She says she doesn't want to spend what could be her last days worrying. Why can't they just leave us alone and let us live our lives? So what if we're in trailers? Just because we live in a trailer don't mean we're bad people. She said she'd rather God take her before she has to move again. For The California Report, I'm Jamie Jiang in Chico. And that is The California Report for Monday, January 8th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Remember, you can get all your statewide news from our daily podcast, The California Report. Subscribe and download wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from the William and Flora Hewlett Foundation, investing in creative thinkers and problem solvers who are working to ensure that people, communities, and the planet can flourish. Hint, fruit-infused water with no sugar or diet sweeteners, with more than 25 flavors, including watermelon and pineapple, in stores or delivered from hintwater.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy works to create a cleaner, healthier, more secure world for all. On the web at theschmidt.org. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.